0: I am drinking. Over.
1: It's not heaven. It's Iowa. It's not Iowa.
0: It's not Iowa. Listen to this crowd, folks. It's definite. The Hawkeye
2: faithful smell blood. Our stadium, our city, our state, across Interstate 80 and up and down I-35,
3: from the Missouri
0: River to the Mississippi River, capital to old capital. This is Hawkeye, Hawkeye country.
2: country. It's that time. Time for the Nebraska Hawks Nest podcast. Your Hawkeye Oasis in a Nebraska desert. Swarm the 402 with Adam, the Miller Light Delight, and one of the greatest kickers in Hawkeye football history, Kyle
1: Slicker. Now go, Hawks!
3: all right welcome back to the nebraska hawksness your hawkeye oasis located in a nebraska desert we are excited to be back um wish could wish we could say we were excited to talk about some hawkeye football we are not this is going to be i'm sure another venting pod that um we're all very frustrated with this whatever you call an offense but um one thing that I don't know that a lot of people know about. I did a little research today and found out about this. I think you guys are going to be really surprised about this and be ready to have your mind blown. Guys that are listening, um, Matt's going to fill you in with some stats. Um, but first, before we get started again, guys, if you want a t-shirt you better hop on and order them we got only about a week left so if you're looking to order a t-shirt hop on our facebook page um we got a lot of requests for them and then again we post them and there's like five orders so we need to, <laughs> we need to get that going so um if we and, don't get and, it and,
0: and those orders are from our lives
3: yeah right yeah <laughs> luckily not yet those are actually those ones are actually authentic but like Support your fan-centric Hawkeye podcast and hop on, order a t-shirt, a hoodie. We've got some cool quarter zips and some hats. If we don't even hit the minimum of 20, then they just cancel the store and we don't make any shirts. So um, we need I was just like, this always happens. We always have a ton of people reach out, make some shirts. We get a shirt. We want a shirt. We put out a store and it's crickets. So again, happening again. Put your money
4: where your mouth is
3: people wait to the last second. So we got a week left. Um, we need to at least get to 20 or can even, that, that kind of makes me sad to even say that, but, um, we'll see where this goes, <laughs> but hopefully <laughs> next, next week we'll have a little bit better news, uh, with that. Now, one thing I think you guys probably didn't know, cause I didn't know either. Did you realize, um, this whole entire botched call at the end of this game with Cooper DeGene. And I want to get each of your thoughts on this. And I want to hear everyone that's watching the live stream, what you guys thought about this too. But I don't think any of us thought that he was making a fair catch call. Even the Minnesota defense didn't think he was trying to make a fair catch call. Um, The the head replay official for this game. You're never going to believe his background. He is a University of Minnesota graduate. Can <laughs> you freaking believe that? And this guy, this is not the first time he's botched games. There's a whole litany of games coming out now that he has screwed up the ending to. And th- this guy needs to go. I mean, he need to be fined. You need to be fired. Now, granted, we, you know, we shouldn't have been in that scenario to begin with. Okay, if we had anything that resembled a competent offense, we wouldn't be relying on on anything like that. But the act, act like absolute magistrate that is Cooper DeGene and the unbelievable athleticism to be able to pull off a play in a situation like that, then get screwed by the referees, the absolute morons, which if you look up the rule, Matt, you cannot review a play like that if there was no flag. That's completely against the rules. You can't do that. So what were they doing even reviewing that part of the play to begin with? Because they only should have been reviewing whether he stepped out of bounds or not. Okay? That was clear that he didn't do that. But then we have a, a University of Minnesota alumni running the replay booth and screwing us because we all know who hates Iowa, Minnesota sure as hell does. And that moron PJ Fleck, did you see that he was hanging out on the field like hours after the game, just hanging out and chilling? You're an idiot, PJ Fleck. Um, not as big of an idiot as Brian Ference is because that dude can't call play to save his ass. But Um, South Bend Hawkeye says many thanks for the t-shirt fellas greatly appreciated TJ and Kittle each get a TD and each get 50 yards receiving then I'll place an order tonight one-fourth of the parlay is complete Eh, maybe you should just uh, support your favorite podcast and do it regardless (laughs) how about that but uh, we love you South Ben Hawkeye but um, Matt what did you think about that whole situation there is a lot of crap that's coming out about that I have a lot of feelings about it and again we want to hear what you guys think about this and flood us it's time to vent this is your nebraska hawks nest therapy session we will not send you a bill your only bill of admission for this therapy session maybe buy a t-shirt to support your favorite podcast but matt what do you think about this one what a load of
4: crap yeah there was just a lot of things that didn't that were sour in my in my mouth on that one uh like you said there was no flag on the play there wasn't anything thrown out there so You know, how do you even review something that's not a penalty? You know, review the out-of-bounds, fine. He wasn't. It was good. Everybody played that whole punt as a normal punt, and, yeah, that's crazy. I guess I didn't realize he was a Minnesota alum, which makes more sense now to me. Um, That being said, 12 yards of offense in the second half is is inexcusable. We had a chance to – go down and kick a field goal and we couldn't, couldn't even get in the field goal range to even try. No, So I I think, was there a missed field goal in the first half as well?
3: Well, I don't remember there being one guys chime in. If there was, I don't, I don't remember there being a missed field goal.
4: I can't, no. I guess I can't remember. I can't remember too by many Drew, Titos.
0: By What's Minnesota that? there was. Yeah. Minnesota, by Minnesota. By so. Not by, not by us.
4: Not by us though yeah yeah that that whole sham of a deal i I feel bad for cooper you know he played his heart out and uh got that got that taken away it's just unfortunate um
0: what's to come of this i mean they so there's you're telling me that like even if nine out of ten people say that this was escape this was they got screwed like what what's to come of this do we just let it ride
3: yeah, that's they won't do anything about it except um, probably fire or suspend the referees or the replay official for just a complete bullshit call. Um, the I don't know. I, the thing is, regardless of whether they thought that was the that could potentially could have happened or not, you didn't throw a flag on it, so it's not something that you can review. It's not yeah, irrefutable so, no. evidence, so you can't go back and do that. So that's completely against the rules. Donna wants to know where she can order a shirt. It's splattered all over our Facebook page and our Twitter. There's a link to it directly to the store so you can get a shirt from there. Um, thank you for asking. Um, let's. Uh, Matt says he was pointing at the ball so they didn't have a repeat of Penn State. That's exactly, Matt, what he was doing. Um, they were calling, I think they say poison, 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 and he points at it to let him know that, hey, stay away from the ball. Cause that exact thing happened against Penn state and he was trying and, and you know what? It's a telling tell the Minnesota defenders didn't even think they were going for him. They didn't think he called a fair catch. Nobody right. thought he called a fair catch. And Kyle, when he went into um, the replay booth, I'm like, okay, we're good. We're going to win this game because there's not, he didn't step out of bounds and then they pull this one out of their ass and say that, uh, he, he called for a fair, uh, an illegal fair catch. First of all, you can't review that because he didn't throw a flag. I don't understand it at all. But Kyle, tell us what you thought when you saw it.
0: Well, I was I was watching uh, the game uh, on an outdoor TV uh, intermittently. I was at a, uh, a friend's house with a bunch of other people. We were doing like a kid's carving event. Um, a lot of fun. And I saw uh, someone yelled like, you know, Schlicker, they just scored. It's the end of the game. They won, you know, and I released over over the TV and saw that they were reviewing the out-of-bounds call. <clears throat> so as soon as I saw the slow-motion replay and saw that it wasn't out-of-bounds, I went back to the party. I was like, hey, victory, this is great. You know, good to go. Yeah. And then, all, and then all of a sudden, just a couple minutes later, that same person told me, no, they just lost. Like, this is crazy. So that's when I found, I found out about what happened. I went over there. I was just staring at the TV, like, what on earth? So I was I was trying to play catch up a little bit. And then once I saw it, you know, I've been learning about the fair catch signals and all this stuff. I've been trying to piece all this together uh, after the fact, since I didn't see it happen actually live. And I wasn't able to hear what everything was, whatever. Was. I'm just astounded. Like there's, there's got to be in the future, like some, I mean, come on, you know, like there's got to be some sort of investigation where like, all right, you know, we were wrong. And like, I'd like to see something I'd be okay with this even happening to us in the future. On the other side, on the flip side, like points being awarded back and the W being awarded and ship Floyd back to Iowa city, you know, like there, who's, who's, who's being held accountable here. I mean, you know, great, great question. There isn't any accountability. Yeah. It seems Kyle. I, I do. Not, Go ahead. Not, Kyle. I'm sorry. It's not, it's, it's not enough for me to have that guy suspended. It, it like, there has to be more cause this is going to happen again. You know, yeah. like it it is. It's
3: going to happen again. So. No, it's complete garbage. Uh, Doug wants to know who he thinks is going to win the Big Ten West. I, I, I this makes me want to throw up in my mouth right now. But I'm my money beyond Nebraska at this point. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Wisconsin's very good, and no. we're clearly, I mean, we have an elite defense and elite special teams, and quite possibly the worst offense for about the second year, third year in a row in the history of college football. So. It very well could be Nebraska, and honestly, it'd be kind of nice to see somebody new in there. And you, because we don't deserve it, to, right. to be frank with you, um, Aaron Space wants to know free shipping on tees. Uh, the dude, the tees are twenty-two bucks. I think you can swing that, big guy. Uh, <laughs> there, we discounted those all the way come down. On, Spies. There are certain people that are always trying to cut corners in life and get an extra penny. All right, come on, Mister Aaron Space. Support your favorite podcast, hop on our Facebook, Twitter, order a t-shirt. Um, and uh these guys buy up the hell out of these other podcasts, and they tell us, hey guys, make a shirt, make a shirt, make a shirt. Adam gets a shirt out there and cricket. So let's uh let's keep it going, Um, shipping's not that expensive. So got $22. I think the hoodies are like $40. So not too bad at all. Um, South Bend Hawkeye says, referee in question, Tim O'Day, who resides in Nebraska. Okay, that's a one. Check against him. As a kid enrolled at the University of Minnesota, was the line judge who called Jack Campbell's pick six back last year in Iowa versus Minnesota game. Yeah, and then he goes on to say, hold on, "Let me get the rest of this here." He's got a really good point. Uh, a judgment call during a review for something else needs to never do another Iowa game again. Something needs to happen with this guy, um, Tim O'Day. You know, uh, Kyle brought up a lot of great points here this guy shouldn't be allowed to be involved with an Iowa game ever again. He has an ax to grind clearly. And let me preface all this with saying there's no reason why we should have been in this situation to begin with. Okay. Huge props to Cooper DeGene for making one of the most beautiful, unbelievable would have been gone down as one of the greatest plays in Iowa football history. This would have been on highlight videos for the next 20 years. Okay. And that idiot goes back and just decides to steal it from us completely illegally and ill-advised. Kyle, what do you think we should do? What, how should these guys be punished?
0: Well, um, it kind of reminds me of my onside kick against Florida in the 2005 uh, Outback Bowl. Uh, you know, they that ref, they called Greenway outside, and we got robbed of that beautiful onside kick. that yeah. Scott, Chandler, uh, Scott Chandler recovered, and then, you know, um, they made us redo it. Not quite the same exact scenario, but as far as a robbing, you know, I, I – this is different where points and a win like literally happened in front of everybody's eyes and it got stripped away because this, this ref uh, or whatever happened was negligible. And, you know, I, I just feel that like there should be, yes, there should be, the individual should be held accountable, but then there should be special things that happen like this. Like I totally like guys, I, I'd be totally fine with them adopting a system where after the fact, Hey, you know what? We've done an investigation and we have found that we were wrong. We are going to award the points back to Iowa. Change change the wind, you know, change the wind column, and ship, you know, ship Floyd back to Iowa City. You know, like I think that I don't think that's asking for too much. I would be happy with that ha- happening uh, if it if it happened uh, to us. Yeah. As long as because again, if if dude, if you know, if 20 people call me an asshole, I'm probably an asshole, but if one person is, it's 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 probably their just opinion. So, yeah, you know, when you have hundreds of thousands of people, I'm guessing, having the same um, viewpoint, I mean, it's pretty clear. Maybe there's something I don't know, man. I'm just a kicker. I don't know.
3: Well, it's it's valid. I mean, you know, there. That's a a very valid way of thinking that, you know, they don't do it that way. Matt uh, Kafering says two yards of offense and 234 punting yards in the second half. Now uh, the men of light delight. I wanted to ask you with the garbage, absolutely historically bad numbers like this 234 punting yards versus two yards of offense. That is yeah. so bad that, I mean, it's embarrassing that you know they they showed they showed Brian on the sidelines and he's just sitting hanging out a lot of times with his head down like the dude's given up and mailed it in which he probably should but Matt I want to know and I want to know from you guys how much is this tarnished Kirk's legacy this and this you know last third this last 25% of his career is going to be really remembered by him putting his son, Brian, and having his son on the staff, the nepotism, putting it in front of what's best for the team, in front of what's best for the fans, in front of what's best for the state of Iowa. The selfish move of keeping Brian, the stubborn move of keeping Brian in this role, when it is so clear to everyone that he shouldn't be in this role. Matt, how much is this going to, how much is this going to tarnish Kirk's legacy? And it, it, is he going to still go down as like, you know, is he going to get a statue at Kinnick now or is there too much damage that's been done?
4: That's a lot of damage. I mean, when you just clear, make clear choice, like blatant obvious choices to keep somebody who can't run an offense for the life of them on your staff, and you're so stubborn to make a change. You know, it's definitely not going to hurt his reputation. All Iowa fans are going to remember this. We always remember the bad. Seems like you know the good gets shadowed by it. And when it's this bad, it's going to really overshadow it. And you know that's that's what people are going to say about him from here out. I mean, and and then to not make any changes, Deacon Hill. I think he fumbled the ball a couple of times. We had three turnovers in that game on offense. I mean, and you don't, you know, I, I wouldn't have minded seeing Lobos go out there and play. He played a hell of a bowl game against Ken, a good Kentucky team. That defense was stout at Kentucky and we ended up winning that bowl game with him. You can't tell me him not being in practice for this fall. He's he he got to know the playbook because he played yeah. in the bowl games. So that excuse is out the window. Um, he's been, nursing an injury and he's been back for two, three weeks. So, you know, I don't know how it can get worse than 12 yards of off. And why don't you just try it? He's so stubborn. He won't even try it. I don't understand. I feel bad for um, Joey not getting that shot, that opportunity. And I transfer you know, he's, he's a scrambler. Joey is, he can get out of the pocket. If it breaks down, he can get out of there and, try to pick up a first down, you know, if, if I was a defense, I'd load that box, go one-on-one on the outsides and say, all right, if you're going to beat us. You're in to pass. It's not yeah. going to happen. Um,
3: I, Kenny says, what the heck is going on with Kirk and Brian? Kirk can no longer just say, we have to figure out a way to get our offense going. Great point, Kenny. I agree. Maybe he's waiting to fire him until after the season, but he has to go. Labus, Labus, Labus against Northwestern. Now, I I don't think they're going to bring Joey Labus in at all, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I, you know, put yourself, Kyle, in Beth Getz's shoes. Okay, she's coming in. She's the interim AD. She's probably gonna be the athletic director. And this is not Kyle talking here. Okay, you're in. You're the AD, and you're in Beth Getz's shoes. What do you do in a situation like this? How how do you handle it? How do you proceed, Kyle?
0: Um, I would give Coach parents an ultimatum. Because he's such a very well-loved guy, uh, I personally, for him, would want. Well, again, I'm speaking as Beth. Uh, I would give him one more year, an ultimatum. I'd make him fire Brian, bring in another offensive coordinator, and bank on that being his bang-out year, where we, uh, you know, do do very very well. And who knows if it's because of that new guy, but uh, that's what I would do. I'd give him an ultimatum. I'd keep him, fire Brian um that's what i do
3: yeah um matt drew said it perfectly though too this one got pulled out of someone's rear end this call how about exercise from drew shipley how about exercising some common freaking sense literally no one on the field or the sideline thought there was any sort of call of any variety of a fair catch legal or not that one shocked everybody we're like we're like what where did you yeah. pull that out of? And, you know, <laughs> our friend Joe, Joseph Richwine earlier, I know Joe, if I butchered your last name, I'm sorry. He's, you know, Joe said he's sick of people saying we should have never been in that situation to be- begin with. It's a two, it's a two sided thing because no, we shouldn't have because having that bad of an offense, you know what? We lost that game and we got screwed, but just as bad as I blame that ref, the, the replay official and those refs for screwing us over, I blame Kirk for letting this crap continue he put us in this situation by doubling down and letting his doofus son be. And I'm sorry to, you know, to Kyle, cause I know you got, you know, the, you know, know these guys and Kyle has <laughs> no part of what I'm saying here. This is me, not Kyle. Um, but I'm sorry, Brian is a horrible play caller and he can't develop anybody on the offensive side of the ball. They've proven that they can't, uh they can't find a competent quarterback to save their lives. Even if Cade would have been healthy this year, there's no damn chance that we would have had any sort of resemblance of a decent offense because the offensive line is terrible. Still, we can't run the ball against like the 60th ranked defense in the country. So that's, that's a lot of the problem, but Matt, I I want you to, what would you do if you were the athletic director and you got to make a decision here? And I want to put a twist on it though, a little different from Kyle, Kirk refuses to fire Brian and says, we're going to get it figured out and I'm going to bring him back next year. What, what would you do if you were the athletic director?
4: I mean, you can let Kirk stay, but there's no way you let an offensive coordinator. That's been the worst offensive coordinator in D one football for three years in a row. It just doesn't happen anywhere. I mean, two, I get the injuries, whatever, but you're still the worst. Even with injuries, how are you still that bad? You get nothing going. There's after your script of twenty plays, you can't read a football game. You can't feel the defense out and call plays that that help the team. There's just nothing that benefits us anywhere in that picture. So I, I don't I don't know how any AD can can let that go if he wants to step down and be O line coach, whatever. But. <clears throat> You gotta, you gotta bring somebody else in. I mean, there's just no excuse for it.
3: I, you know, in my opinion, and you know, you guys that are that are watching, tell us what you think. I, I'm like, there, there's no, you, there, in the contract, if you don't average 25 points a game and seven wins, at least you're out. So uh, that's going to be pretty easy to say. Like we've lost so many games and wasted one of the most elite defenses in Big Ten history, one of the best special teams in Big Ten history. We've wasted them and had a little above average seasons because we put out such a horrible product on offense that, you know, that proves it right there. You know, special teams and defense can do a lot for you, but you can't win all the games with just that. You got to have a little bit of offense. And if Deacon Hill is the best option we have at quarterback, this staff has failed us more times than we can count because deacon hill it might be a great young man but he is not a division one quarterback and there's a reason why he was going to fordham okay there was a reason why he was going to be there because he was the fourth string our fourth string quarterback at wisconsin for a reason he wasn't going to play because he's inaccurate with the ball he can't complete a pass so That that's my frustr the thing that I'm the most frustrated about, Joe. I love this. Joe says, "Why is Tory Taylor not behind center kicking passes to our receivers?" Uh, That's that's a great
1: question. That
3: that that might be the comment of the day so far. That (laughs) Iowa has decided that they can't complete a pass, so Tory Taylor is punting passes down the field to to their team. So, um, I. I just don't understand how long we have to endure this Uh, South Bend Hawkeye says what Tim O'Day did to those kids and especially the ones that don't have much time left. He stole the joy and hope to see one. I'm sure of their favorite players. Coop be a hero. You know, let that, he says, let that sink in. Um, We got screwed by this guy. We got screwed. Tim O'Day is his name. So look him up. Not cool. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks.
2: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.
3: One thing that I want to talk about, and it's going to be a little bit inflated. We have a 6-2 and two record, guys. And there's people that I'm seeing on social media be like, calm down. We're 6-2. and two. We have one of the easiest records in Division One, or the easiest um, schedules, schedules in the in college in college football this year. We, there's no reason why we shouldn't have gone 11 and one if we right. had a, a you know a competent, not even an elite offense, just a competent offense. A top can,
4: 90 offense probably would have done it.
3: Yeah. Hundred percent, and in my opinion, you know this this whole entire way that Kirk has been, showed the stubbornness and just let the nepotism flow and put Brian hit Brian and wanting to keep you know his son close, which I get it, and this is why the there's nepotism rules. There's going to be a fairness rule in athletic departments going forward that you're not allowed to hire your kid going forward because of things like this. This is going to be a rule. And if I was an athletic director and the first job, oh, first thing I would do when I took it, would I would take the job and I say, as a coach, you're not allowed to hire one of your kids as an assistant coach because you don't look through things with a clear lens. You don't, your heart is involved. I would have a harder time if it was my son firing him. That would be tough for me to do. Matt, you'd probably have a harder yeah. time too. And Kyle is a heartless prick, so he'd probably can his son after like the first bad play call. I'm totally kidding, but you know <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, that would be tough for you too, man. like that's why they don't allow why it doesn't ha- right. it's not supposed to happen
0: well yeah I, I I know that that Kirk is trying to provide a path of coaching for his son, you know he's trying to do all this stuff, and I get it. Uh, you know, whenever Brian told his dad that he wanted to be a coach, his dad said, Roger that, you know, we're, I mean, you know, didn't he start out at the Patriots? Uh, and then yeah. he came to Iowa as like what a quarterback's coach or something. I don't know what he was. Oh, o, O-line.
3: He, he came, he came yeah. to Iowa as an O-line coach and it. I think, it, uh, the Patriots, I think he was a tight ends coach.
0: And he didn't spend too much time at, as a coach at the Patriots, right? Like four years. A- as a coach. Yeah. Like four years. As as a a,
3: yeah As an assistant. Yeah. yeah
0: as an assistant yeah so you know i i understand what 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 kirk is trying to do maybe you know like but i do agree you know i love brian he's he he played with me blocked a lot for a lot of my field goals but he's got to go man i mean just move on to whatever it is that's next on the on the list you know for whatever you want to achieve um because it's 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 hurting man it is I, i mean i I don't enjoy watching. I can tell he's frustrated on the sidelines, you know, and again, you know, you guys have heard me say it before, you know, your, your players are only as good as their ability to execute the plays on the team or the coaches. Wait, what do I say? The coaches are only as good as their players ability to execute the plays on the field at during game time. And so I'm, you know, there's, there's some things that, you know, you may not like that I say about, uh, you know, they, have, they might have a whole week of practice that's just absolutely spectacular. And then that, that game day, they, they're all puzzled um, as to why, why are we dropping so many passes? Why are we missing so many blocks? Why are we doing this? You guys did this all week during practice just fine. Oh, so, Missouri,
3: you know, oh sorry about that, guys. Keep
0: going. Um, so, you know, so, you know, to wrap this all up, I, I do think that, you know, come on, man, like finish out the season and then just move on. Go do what you got to do. Don't make your dad fire you. You know, just 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 do it. Just go. Just leave. Yeah. If you don't, I'm sorry, Kirk. You know, I love you, but just fire him. Make yeah. him move on.
3: Kyle, Slick. Wow. why we got some issues here with this, like this stuff <laughs> That's popping nice in right Eagles
4: now. Yeah, going
3: on. I know. There's just I'm gonna have to <laughs> get on the production team. But we needed to let everyone know that this episode is brought to you by one of our the best sponsors of all time, one of the greatest sponsors that ever has lived
1: oh uh, yeah
3: she goes by the name of candy and she creates some delicious some lovely candles for all of the seasons um her latest candle that she just came out with is called disappointment somehow she was able to get a lot of the play calling sheets from brian ferentz's offense grind them up and make them into a candle for this fall impressive this holiday season so if you would like your house
1: oh uh, yeah Smell
3: like <laughs> to smell like disappointment, give Candy a call. <gasps> Just let the scent take over. It's alluring. It's seductive. It is one of the greatest candle inventions of all time. It is.
1: Ah, uh, yeah.
3: Candles by Candy. Thank you for your sponsorship, Candy. Um, we had a lot of people for the T-shirts that wanted Candy Candles by Candy to be the, be on it. I don't know what to do about that. And you guys tell me, and we haven't printed the shirts yet. But if I can have a whole entire like thing about, you know, a lot of an uprising of people that want the candles by candy, we will get rid of a Hawkeye Oasis in a Nebraska desert. We will get rid of that and put candles by candy. Oh yeah, at the bot on the back. You guys tell me what you want, and so we want you guys. Message what you think, which one, because we could go one way or the other. I could tell you having the same we have now hasn't sold us any extra T-shirts. So we might be switching (laughs) to the candles by candy one. Matt, what do you think about that? Do you you think we need to go switch to the candles by candy on it?
4: I'm fine with it. You think so? I mean, it's, it's, she's a good sponsor. You might as well give her the shot. Okay. I don't Um, know. I mean, I I could go either way. It'd be fine. Kyle, what do you think?
0: I think uh, yeah. that it's you know, anything's worth a shot. But what I think is really cool, you guys notice how before we started, I said, Hey, I love that uh, you know, little egg you got up there on the right hand corner of the screen. You know, if the shirt was this the way it is right now, but then some you got a little Easter egg somewhere, maybe in the middle here between Hawks and Nest, you know, or somewhere hidden mm-hmm. down below, you get you know, I think that'd be cool for the people who watch the podcast and for the people who watch uh, or who uh, have, a, you know, bought the shirt, I think that'd be kind of cool to have a little Easter egg right there, you know, maybe a little bit bigger so you can actually make it out. And um, okay. cause I know things, things print differently. on shirts.
1: sure. Oh yeah.
0: Or maybe, or maybe you've got the, you know, back here, like right at the, right at the top of the tag. And I know things okay. are more expensive when you move them. But it'd be kind of cool to have right there too.
3: All right. And, maybe just like a candle and put like the CBC candles by candy or something like that on there. All right. So we'll, you, we'll look it, into it.
0: it. Yeah, exactly what you have right
3: there. That's cool. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we want to hear what um let's see here. Uh uh Chuck says Candles by Candy. Oh yeah, do it. All right, Chuck, get in the order put and let's uh I uh I don't know. I'm starting to lean towards the Candles by Candy thing. I just I needed to let that one marinate for a little bit. Uh can her trailer with the NHN logo be or can her trailer with an NHN on it be the logo? Sure. I'm okay with that Could too. Be. We can, the the t-shirts haven't gone to the printer, so we want to get everyone's everyone's thoughts on this. Uh, Kent says, "Please re- resign, BF." Um, and then Joe says, "Does Candy have an arm?" I'm open to see what she what she, what what she, she can she... do on the field. Okay, because he says, "Open to see what she Put what Candy she can in
4: for quarter Candy for quarterback."
0: <laughs> what if Um, I don't I know. Have, Kent, I... go ahead. Sorry. Well, You're I fine. was just gonna say what. What if, what if Coach Ferrans keeps him on staff, keeps Brian on staff, just moves him to a different, you know, role, and uh, you know, shifts somebody else in? Would you guys be okay with that?
3: I don't think that that's going to be an option for him because I feel like that's kind of almost career suicide. You know, you take a demotion like that, you're it's going to be hard to work your way out of it. He needs to go somewhere else and prove himself again. Um, sure. and,
0: and, you I you know, agree. I I, I, agree I, with I agree with you. I do.
3: I'd be okay with it, and I think a lot of Iowa fans would because he did a great job as the O-line coach. But right. um, do I think that um, Candy could get it done for us on the field?
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
3: I, I think she could. I, I think she could do it. <laughs> I, I I believe in her. So um, let's see. Uh, put Brian on Jumbotrons during home games. Yeah, when somebody's getting ready to kick a field goal, just have a picture of him like looking at you. Like, I mean, that would –
4: he said, put fire Brian on. Oh, him. put fire
3: Brian. Okay. I thought they were saying, put a picture of
4: him. So. <laughs> I mean, that'd be funny too, but yeah,
3: that'd be funny too. Well, um, yeah, I, you, someone would have to do it with like the birthday, wishes, like happy birthday to such and such that they put on happy birthday to fr- fire Brian Ference, and put that on there and see what, you know, what they made think-
4: it through the, through the cut, through the yeah. screenings. I doubt uh, it would.
3: BC says don't uh don't disagree that BF should be fired, but it's KF's offense. Remember when everyone wanted O'Keefe and yeah and Greg Davis. Um he's right. You know, BC's correct that we did want him out of there. Uh we wanted both of those guys gone. But again, yeah. be careful what you wish for. Those weren't great offensive coordinators by any means, but I don't think anybody thought that Brian being the offensive coordinator would get this bad. And then if it would get this bad, that we would refuse to do anything about it right? and, and, and just ride it out completely. Um, Michael Karn <laughs> says, how about Scott Frost's offensive coordinator? I would be a
4: fine with it. I mean, the I dude didn't know how to run an offense. I mean, he did, he did all right there. He, he did he well at Oregon. A lot of points.
2: Yeah,
3: he did great at Oregon as the offensive coordinator. I bet we see Scott Frost back as an offensive coordinator somewhere in college football next year. I yeah, good uh, chance. Uh, it's funny the stories I've been hearing about him now, Um close to a few people that are very close to the program there at Nebraska about how that guy just treated this that place like his own party, and was just <laughs> drinking, rock and rolling all the time. And his wife moved away and was down in you know, Arizona. And he was up here boozing, having a good time, dating other girls. Like he really ran a muck in Lincoln, which <laughs> is wild. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this, though. And, you know, Mike makes me think about something. Would you trade and have a coach like Scott Frost, who having affairs, getting drunk and missing recruiting events, but we're winning ball games and he's making a fool of himself, but Matt he's winning football games. We're winning 10, 11 games and we're knocking on the door to big 10 championship. Would you bring a guy like Scott Frost in that that would, you know, make a big difference in the program?
4: Oh boy. That's tough. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, wins, winning's great. wins, a wins, a win all day long, but that's tough. That's a, that's a, black spot on the program at the same time. I, don't, I guess if you can, if you can live that lifestyle and win games and present yourself when needed, but I don't think he was presenting himself when needed as a problem. No,
3: he wasn't showing up to recruiting business when he was yeah. supposed to be there. And he just completely embarrassed that whole university. And, but the, you know, the sad part was like he was mailing it in drunk and hungover three fourths of the time he was there we still barely beat them yeah. every year when he was the coach like kirk's got a thing with first year head coaches like new head coaches where he, oh, he barely we barely beat everyone i guess so what are we talking about yeah, like gonna say,
4: yeah. it's always within a few points of everything yeah uh, matt, of western michigan
3: matt cafering says remember when brian was laughing with spencer last year on the sidelines after that interception i sure as hell remember that i think a lot of us do um i that was a bad look. And I remember talking about that, that they're sitting on the sidelines laughing after another bad pick. So this right here though, d- shows too. Spencer was bad. Spencer Petrus was a bad quarterback, but this proves that Spencer maybe wasn't as bad as we thought he was. This is a horrible broken system with a horrendous play caller and a staff that doesn't know how to evaluate quarterback talent to save their life. Um, somebody had mentioned earlier, again, I mean, we look back, Kirk has just made an absolute mockery of the quarterback position since he's been in there and done a horrible job. Um, South Benhaka says what OC wants to come through and have KF manipulate him to call the KF offense still. That's why I'm honestly, in my opinion, is it's time to retire, you don't want to fire your son, no offensive coordinator. He's going to have to promote from within. So it's going to be a lot of what we already have. It's going to be similar stuff all over again but Kyle you know what are your thoughts on that because I know um that go ahead Kyle
0: well so I'm I'm a little bit confused by that comment because so is it Brian that calls the plays or is it coach Ferrance? I mean if it's coach Ferrance's, it's the KF KF offense of what he says I mean look I, I get coach is is the, the head coach but you have to have some delegation and some trust and you know I, I doubt at all that, that Coach Ferentz gives the green light on every single play that's called. He's got to, you know, like, so my question to that is, is is it is it is it Brian calling the plays as the offensive coordinator, or is he, like, making suggestions to Coach Ferentz and Coach Ferentz is like, yep, do it, or nope, do this.
3: No, Brian's calling the plays, but there's definitely influence. He's calling plays within the guidelines of what Kirk wants him to do. And so there's the influence of that as well. And that's why, you know, uh, a previous person had just said, like, why would an offensive coordinator want to come be a part of this? Why would a quarterback or an offensive player in general want to be a part of this? I mean, Brad Heinrichs is really going to have to dish out some heavy, heavy cash to get anybody to want to come in and play offense this year. Like, you know, our, our transfer wide receiver, and I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name, probably because he hasn't caught a damn pass <laughs> all season. Um, Brown, Yeah. Caleb Brown. I mean, we, we gave, we went after this kid and I'm sure got a pretty sweet NIL deal. And what has he done? Like at all, I don't even remember hearing his name on the field. And no. I mean, is he going to be bad?
4: Patterson's done more than he has.
3: Seth who? Patterson you mean Anderson or yeah Anderson sorry Seth, Seth
4: Anderson. Anderson the train he transferred in as well I can't remember where he came from but Light. he's done more than Caleb Brown has oh yeah by Wait, far
0: Caleb Brown is he the power dude is that Caleb Johnson
3: Caleb Johnson is uh, what Caleb Johnson is the running back yeah the running back yeah and then Caleb, Caleb yeah, Brown's a wide receiver
0: doesn't one of them have a Powerade deal? I saw one of them on a. Oh, Oh, yeah.
3: The running back does. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb Johnson. Yeah. He has a. What has he
0: done?
3: Not much. (laughs) (laughs) Not much. But he he is also running behind a horrible offensive line. Yeah. So, you know, that's a piece of it, too. He's been injured a lot and he has not had great gaps to run through at all. Um, You know, we couldn't get anything going. I love that what Lucas Lee said here Scott Frost would help with all the swarm beer since he likes to drink. Um, yeah, he would put a dent in that for sure. That's a, a great point. Um, Ray, Ray says Brian is not only bad, his offense is dead last. So, who is better? Virtually everyone, because again, we are last. I, what do you do? I mean, how can we keep defending this, Kirk? Like, it, it's time. If you can't make the right decision, step aside. You know, like, well,
0: that's, that's what I think. I think. I think the ulti- there should be an ultimatum given, you know, whatever's happening behind the scenes. We'll never know. But you know, if I were, you know, like the AD in charge of everything, man, give him one more year fire, make him fire, Brian. And, you know, and hope that Kirk can, uh, you know, I personally, this is me talking now, I, I want to see coach Ferentz end on a bang, man, even, even just a good solid win season with a solid bowl win. That'd be great, man. You know, time to go, but, uh, I mean, who knows the turn of events here, uh, whatever happens next year, watch us run the table and win the big 10. And, you know, we're, we're all, you know, this podcast is just a big drunk fest celebrating every single week. <laughs>
3: I, I, w- I would love for that to happen. Um, Great. One, it's one TW seven says a thousand percent. We blamed the players for years and it's literally been Kirk and Brian and our mental scheme that clearly doesn't work. I mean, we've switched out. Everybody on offense, and it and we put in more talented players, and went out and got you know better players. Brad Heinrich has done an absolutely phenomenal job going out and giving, helping us land the best players that we can get in the in the portal through NIL, and it's only gotten worse. That is the scheme. That is the coaches. Okay. It's not the players. Okay. Now I will say, granted, these guys need to quit dropping the ball. So damn much, there's a lot of drop passes, but at the end of the day, Deacon's got to have a little touch on the ball. You don't throw a 125 mile an hour rifle when the player is five yards away, you know, that's a little bit odd, but, again, this one's on the coaching staff. So I a hundred percent agree with that point. It is, we've completely changed out the personnel upgraded and it's only gotten worse. Um, South Bend Hawkeye says BF gets first 10 plays. Then daddy takes over. I mean, I, I don't know if that's the case, but it always seems like the first couple series the the, we have the most momentum, the best play calling and have the, 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 it goes better in the first few drives. And then as soon as, by the end of the first quarter, everything goes dead the rest of the game and nothing else happens. So,
0: you know, you know, it would be a good idea to get like, uh, you know, Drew Tate or some former quarterback on the podcast to ask them, like, hey, tell us, like, how many people have their hands in the cookie jars when picking these plays? You know, you, you got, I think you guys have heard me tell the story. I, I personally think that, uh, you know, Drew called his own plays. Which ended up, you know, I'm not gonna say it's the reason why we were so successful those years. But uh, I do think it's the reason why him and Coach Ferrets had a bit of a falling out. Um uh but I think that'd be very interesting to have a conversation with an actual starting uh quarterback. I might be able to I might be able to pull some strings on that. That'd be kinda of cool, wouldn't it? To like yeah. see, hey, like yeah. tell us Tell I love us, him, like, you, you know he's he's fun. What what on earth what on earth is going on on those headsets? Like who's actually like by the time you get the the word from whoever, like who actually is calling the play? Is it is it Brian's offense? Is it Kirk's offense? Is it you know is it your offense? Like what's going on? So. Yeah,
4: that, that would be good to know. Um Drew
3: says <laughs> candles by candy is better than Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle. I don't know. Is that a thing?
0: I don't know. She, she she does have her goop or goop company. What? I th- I think that I think that's pretty uh accurate. She has a can't let me look it up real quick.
3: Yeah, get on get with the research team on that one. Um wow. Interesting. Drew with the, the stat of the day there. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has a <laughs> interesting candle. Um that's uh yeah, and again, Kenny says that uh Anderson came from Charleston Southern. I kept wanting to say Ch- College of Charleston, and I knew that wasn't right. Yeah, Charleston. And as soon as Charleston. he said it, I'm like,
4: oh, I knew that.
3: Yeah, that's a good call, Kenny. Thanks for the heads up on that. Yeah. Again, go ahead, Kyle.
0: Yeah, People Magazine, people.com. She created a uh, a very, very popular, sold out very quickly, vagina scented candle. Um, what? Yeah, uh, the, the Goop, the oh, Goop founder. No reiterated that she created the infamous this smells like my vagina scented candle which quickly sold out on the google, google uh, Goop website to send out a really strong feminist statement. Wow, I kind of want to buy one now and see what that smells like. <laughs>
4: yeah, what in the world could that K-
3: s- Candy, get on the horn. You uh, yeah. up your game apparently. <laughs> ah, jeez, Candy Gwyneth is running circles around you.
1: Oh uh, yeah.
3: Not good enough. Jeez, I don't it's know, good. you know. Deal. I love Pizza Ranch. Yeah, uh Deke has a, a pizza Peek has a pizza ranch restaurant deal in place. Unfortunately the funds are all dished out in pizzas, not checks. Hey, that's that's very, very possible. Um uh, that dude has hit some buffets and it's it's, he he he's a big boy um look at the numbers it's been getting worse and worse every year until we're literally dead last next year will not be different i mean if we don't make any changes you know one tw seven hundred percent correct man you're dead on and and it has been getting worse and worse every year and we keep kind of just like getting tricked. you know we talk ourselves into fan as fans into like okay they've made all these changes like we were all so excited this year that oh we got all these guys coming in and then mass ACL tears across the board but the thing is it's like okay another question is and Kyle I want to ask get your thoughts on this because I think even if these guys were all healthy we'd still be in the same situation that we're in now so props to the guys that have been next man in okay props to you guys for stepping up but is this something to do with strength and conditioning with all these ACL tears that we're having is there something going on there because I sure as heck feel like that you know I know it's going to happen regardless but good lord it seems like there's been a lot of them this year
0: so well as a former strength conditioning coach myself uh you know i the only thing i can comment about that uh, on the strength conditioning side is raymond braithwaite is a top-notch top-notch strength coach he spent many years he was there all five uh with me under coach doyle i saw him you know transition from a grad assistant to an actual assistant. And then he went off and did his own thing and then came back. Coach Doyle was, I mean, dude, we all miss coach, coach Doyle. Uh, uh, I read something today, you know, everything kind of went to shit when he fell on the sword. (laughs) I agree with that. I do Uh, coach Doyle, you know, coach Doyle had a huge impact on thousands of players. I mean, come on, we cannot negate that. I understand the issues at hand and whatever was dealt with behind the scenes. But, I mean, uh, anyway, I'm not going to go off on that tangent right now. It's um, true, though. Um, it, it, yeah. So uh, strength conditioning definitely plays a part in it. But I, I, I don't guarantee it. But I'm almost 100% positive that strength conditioning is not playing a role in this.
1: Okay.
0: I think that uh, a lot of it has to do with the turf, man. I'm not a fan of the turf. Look what's happening in the NFL. I mean, there's a lot of advocates for switching everything back to grass. I didn't play in too many stadiums. I was around that cusp of, you know, 2004, 2005, when colleges uh, still had a lot of Bermuda grass, Um, you know, really, you know, some, some give to the uh, you know, you go to plant and it's a bad footing, your foot slips instead of six sticks and then everything else, everything else tears as a result of it (laughs) instead of your foot sliding. So, Um, you know, I complain about Purdue and how they had terrible turf, uh, but I'm actually thankful that they, you know, again, I, again, looking at it from a scientific, uh, background exercise, science, all that stuff, strength, conditioning, it makes sense. I mean, these guys look at the NFL, it's happening too. I mean, look back in the day before they had pro turf, they had Astro turf. There was a ton of injuries on Astro turf too, because it was too, it was too tight. It was too grippy.
3: Hmm. So, anyway. that's, a, that's a great point. That's good. That's why we have Kyle on the podcast for expert that's analysis it. just like that.
2: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 41. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.
3: Um, Matt Kafer brings up a really great question and I wanted to, I was going to get to this next. So that's why I held this one on here. Matt asked, what did you, what did you think about the fans throwing stuff on the field after Cooper got robbed? Now I just want to say this is going to be a low class answer on my part, but I'm going to be honest. I freaking loved it. And I'm going to be honest with you. I love Hawkeye fans because they don't put up with shit and they have high expectations. They've had enough. And they speak their mind. I feel like Hawkeye fans are almost turning into like the fans from Philadelphia, like the Philadelphia Eagles and Phillies fans. Like, I freaking love you guys. They, we are the best fans. We fill that place up. We, it's rocking. When Matt and I were there against Michigan State, we played like complete dog shit, but that place was still rocking. My drink was shaking and we sucked. That, that coaching staff did not earn. That 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 fan base doing what they did that night and what they've done all season long. You have taken that fan base for granted for far too long. This fan base is if not one of the if not the best, they are one of the best fan bases in the country. They come out rain or shine and they rock Kinnick. They travel well. They're super loyal, but they don't put up with shit. And I appreciate that. I really, uh, I, you know, and, and that's probably not the classy answer, Matt. Um, cafering that you're looking for, or you, maybe you were wanting that, but I'm going to be honest with you. I said good for them when they were throwing crap on the field, because that was a bullshit call and something needed to be done about it. Someone needed to say something. And I love that about Hawkeye fans that they voice their frustration and they don't just sit back. Cause I feel like our fan base kind of used to do that back in the day. We would just sit back and be like, Oh, you know, we're okay. We're, we're happy to win seven or eight games every year. And uh, you know, that, that narrative has changed and done a full 180 in the last five or six years. Kyle, did you have something to say?
0: Well, so it's just listening to you made me think of something else. So, you know, the the Minnesota players saw that happening. They saw that retaliation, yeah. and you know, like whether or not they've seen that before, uh, you know, like that. I, I bet those players are probably sitting in wherever they live in the Minnesota campus thinking to themselves, like, holy, you know, like, wow, we, you know, like, I can't believe we just got awarded that game, you know, watching the interview of PJ Fleck after the game. And he's like almost in tears. Uh, And this has nothing to do with like him being PJ Fleck and the fact that I want to like, you know, kick him in the nuts in the face at the same time, you know, Uh, listening to him, how he's like, oh, the players deserve this. and, And I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I feel that, that uh, any other coach, regardless of the opponent, uh, would have said something a little bit different would have been like, Hey, you know what, this is uh this is not the way to win games. Um, you know, w- something a little bit different other than like, we deserve this or whatever he said, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And uh, anyway, what you were talking about, maybe think of that, you know, standing on that side, the away sidelines, watching things get thrown on the field, how controversial Damn. it was. I mean, Me as a Minnesota player, I I probably would have been like, "Ah, geez, this one's going to have an asterisk next to it for the next, you know, for the for as long as I live." Now, you know, like this wasn't a true victory. I mean, it clearly wasn't.
3: Did you see PJ Fleck, Matt, on the sidelines though, flipping out, trying to like, you know, I'm like, why is he okay? So I thought that they were going to not call that Cooper um, touchdown back because PJ was flipping out, and I'm like, okay. PJ's flipping out. They're going we're, we're going to get the score here. No, PJ knew that they were calling it back. He was a little punk ass and was complaining because he wanted an unsportsmanlike call um on the Iowa fans and for there to be a a penalty on top of that. Did you see that, Matt?
4: Yeah, he was he was going nuts. He yeah, every time that I see him on the sidelines and we play that guy, it just real snakish a lot of the things that he does yeah, and his interviews after and what he said after everything just rubs you the wrong way. It's just how he comes off all of it. So, I mean, they haven't, they haven't had that pig since what was it? 1999 or something. And they've had it since
3: they hadn't won at Kinnick since 1999.
4: Okay. So, I mean, it's just, they don't have that thing very often. Let's be honest. And this is the first time Flex beat Kirk, actually. And yeah. he, he acted like it was a freaking Super Bowl win. And yeah. just just a snake, he just seems like a... I mean, I don't know the guy personally. He seems like a snake. But he just... Yeah. Sometimes you got to call a spade I mean, a spade. Yeah, I mean, imagine,
0: imagine, I mean, imagine yourself having a beer with him. You know, like, what kind of guy would he be? And that's kind of how I set my right. benchmark of, of, of my interpretation of people because that's when a lot of true colors come out, you know, like you're sitting drinking, you're anyway. uh, What I was going to say too, was like, you know, when I do watch interviews and even this is back when I played many years ago, I would, uh, and I'm, this is, uh, I'm not biased towards coach parents. I know that might seem like, because he was my coach, but I've actually, I've watched a lot of interviews of other coaches and how they conduct themselves during interviews and what they say and, you know, just how they react to wins and losses. And, you know, uh, there have been some other coaches that I'd be like, I, I imagine myself as a player in the facility, spending time with that guy every day. And, and you know, and, and PJ Fleck, when he came on, I was just like, gosh, I don't know how these guys take this guy that seriously. Like, I really wanted to play hard and be very successful for Coach parents. Yeah. All of us wanted to. Like, he gave us that feeling. You know what I mean? And, I mean, Barry Alvarez did too, you know, for Wisconsin. He was one of those coaches that just like, man, I know you're not with us right now, but you are cool. I would play for you. You know, Brett Bielema, I mean, when I played – uh, there were a few others, but uh, P.J. Fleck just rubs me the wrong way, man. I
3: yeah, he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. He just makes it about himself, and that's a, that's a lot of the problem. And you hear the guy, you know, after he's done with his intro, yelling, Woo, go, 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 go first, you know, Yo, ski, mo, okay. Um, but you're talking about, think about what type of guy he is if you're going to have a drink with him, Kyle. And I like your analysis on these things. If you were to um, have a drink with P.J. Fleck, what would his drink order be?
0: Oh man, I could see him ordering either a Michelob Ultra because he's got to watch his carbs or, <laughs> <laughs> or it's going to be some, some <laughs> or, or, you know, super, super low alcohol. Gotta watch his carbs, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and then he's going to talk about CrossFit and all this other stuff. And, you know, he's you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, or it's going to be some super foo-foo. He's going to have too much knowledge about super foo-foo drinks, like Cosmopolitan's, Martini's, you know, like, come on, man. Martinis. You know, so, <laughs> and, and, you know, we, you know, unless Coach parents has changed it, I'm pretty sure his favorite beer is St. Polly Girl. So, you know, like. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Keep going, I'm listening. Okay, well,
0: yeah. It's, uh, which is, which to me is pretty cool. You know, again, it's been a long time. I've never had a beer with Coach parents I would love to. Actually, I may have actually a couple after, I may have been so drunk after some of our bowl victories that, uh, I may have, uh, yeah, I may have, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't exist back then. So there's no proof. Uh, yeah. but, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I do, I do him, I do seeing him being either a Michelin Ultra guy and then having a really awkward conversation about how, how know, good he is. Uh, well, just, you know, all about him, blah, 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 or being very knowledgeable about, you know, the foofer drinks. Um,
3: oh, yeah. He'd probably have a strong opinion on what moisturizer you should be using. Um, <laughs> some really, really weird things yeah. like that. Um, I bet you he doesn't have any nice candles by candy in his house. Though because though, yeah. which, which,
0: which is okay if you take care of yourself. I get it. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, I get it. But, it's, but it's, not a, it's not a beer conversation, you know. Like, it's just, no. let's talk about, let's talk, you know, I, it's probably, I can't say it on uh, while we're live, but, you know, let's talk about other stuff
3: yeah i get you i get where you're going chuck says we've been sold low expectations for years kf warden says we're uh, we're iowa we're not sexy last to be to the last to be asked to the dance it's time for iowa to get a perm put on some lipstick and wear a mini skirt i agree chuck, is that a grease reference very well could be i Maybe? haven't seen That's sandy I, it might be i haven't seen that movie in so long <laughs> no, I I just, i'm not a musical fan at all um not not one bit um hate uh one tw7 we got to get you a different name man because i love your comments but the name is just really hard to spit out hate to say (laughs) it but other than wanting cooper to get his td because his desire to win kirk and brian didn't deserve it and if they continue to win these poop crap games nothing changes going forward that's what i told you after the michigan state game and like during that point like I was having a hard time. I was at peace with us just having a tank of a season and doing bad because I knew that like, that was what it was going to take for anything to change. Uh, Lucas says we should hire Ron Zook to recruit. We can't coach, but he could recruit. He did at Illinois. I mean, again, I we could, yeah, I, I would be okay with it too. It's just that like, it, I, I think it's proven that it doesn't matter how well we recruit. If we don't have a better system in place with better mm-hmm. coaches on the offensive side of the ball, um, that, that's again, you know, a huge part. Um, Matt Capron says, "I 100% agree. If I was there, I'd be chucking shit too. I would have had a hard time. If I was drunk, I'd have been throwing stuff on the field too. It'd been yeah. tough not
4: to with I'm that su- call back.
3: I'm surprised more people didn't. But
4: honestly, it was the student section, I think that it was the biggest, uh, w- where the biggest stuff came from. I don't know that the whole stadium did.
3: Well, th- they deserved it." In, in yeah. my opinion, like they deserve to have stuff thrown on them. That, that was crap. Uh, South Bend Hawkeye said it's called recycling and cleanup. We don't like to leave the stands full of trash. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? When there's a problem, guys like South Bend Hawkeye come in with a solution. We are recycling people. That's why we put deposits on our cans in Iowa and not right. Nebraska. We're into recycling. So dead on man um the the Iowa fans were just like oh we're getting close to the end of the game we need to clean the stands boom let's throw it on these terrible referees they should pick up the trash great <laughs> great point uh, Lucas says PJ Fleck is a huge spaz he 100 percent is a huge spaz and a douche canoe um and he wants to row the boat he's rowing a douche canoe all the way home um he's probably and then, got a
4: house full of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow candles
3: I bet he does I bet he does. And you know what? We're rocking candy's new disappointment candle. So that's, right. that's what I got in my house we right now.
4: Brian Ferentz playbook.
3: We're going to try to get through some of these comments before or we're actually might going to be able to get through them all here. Does the QB change happen with the bye week before Wrigley? See you boys there. Yeah, Drew. Um, you guys, we will post where what bar we're gonna be at when we're down there. Um Kyle is still an unknown if he will be present <laughs> for that one. So um we we were gonna see Kyle the Friday before though. Um Matt, are you ready for Wrigley? I mean we're yes. gonna have a
4: little bit I of a bye me. week.
3: Are we doing a are we doing a podcast this this uh coming week with the I think we need to <clears> do another week? one? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, we can. Sure. Like, so so make predictions. We did, a, we did a farming bye week, so I think we need to work. On this, right. we need to come through for the people. Um, if you guys order some damn T-shirts, we'll do another one. Um, I don't there think know. there'll be any sort of QB change at all. I think we're going to go down the with the ship because that's what Kirk does. We don't make adjustments. He just sticks with what we have because, again, we don't have the, a coaching staff that's you know the same reason why we couldn't get Duggan, Max Duggan, that went he's from Council Bluffs and took TCU to the national championship game. He wanted to come to Iowa. He was a Hawkeye fan he wouldn't come here because brian and kirk wouldn't alter the offense at all to fit his skill set again that's that's not being a good coach that's being stubborn and putting a system in place because you can't adapt to the talent that's around you okay but most
4: coaches will make plays where the talent is and to get the talent the football but yeah. not iowa <laughs>
3: No, exactly. Not Kirk. Uh, Lucas says last time Minnesota won in Kinnick, PJ had hair and was off Botox. He <laughs> is definitely on Botox now. They might as well. I wonder if PJ has an NIL though. Cause I saw pictures of him. He had patchy hair before and the dude looked like he had aged and now his face is like, bam, peeled back. So he, uh, he's been pumping that, that melon full of Botox for sure. Um, Kenny says I doubt it, but what one can hope. Uh Matt, PJ Fleck, the wish version of Mr. Clean. I, I like that. That's that's a good one. The wish um, version
4: of Mr. Clean. That's funny.
3: PJ Fleck's favorite candle would be mothball flavor. That's true. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and then um Dom says Kirk's son is also the head recruiter. So again, you know, a lot of people out there are calling us nepotism you, and I I get it because it's showing it. Um, yeah. DDB says, Everybody hates Fleck. Everyone loves Kirk. Which one refuses to fire? His incompetent son. Um, so, yeah, guys. we. Do um, you guys have, have anything? I have, you have issues throw? at
4: the University of Iowa. It needs cleaned up one way or the other. Yeah. And uh, Chase says
3: that I just can't believe they're wasting all this uh, Coop talent. I mean, he he's a generational talent, this kid is. Any other team would have him in some offensive play calls. Why not let just get him the ball on offense a little bit? Put him out there. He was asked if he'd be willing to go on offense, and he said he would. Why not? I, at this point, a wildcat. what do you have to lose? I mean, there's some sort of plays we can run to get him out <laughs> in space and get him going, but it, this is ridiculous. I don't know. But boys, um whoa, hold on. Brian Ferrins burner account. Oh, we got a new name here. I think Brian is actually a really good coach, a real good coach. Brian's burner account says that. So interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. I like that's it.
0: That's the same that's the same picture as ITW seven seven or whatever. Yeah, was, whatever
3: he must have went in and changed his name when we gave him crap for it. So he uh <laughs> he, he got on it. Um Suppen Haka says, Can you imagine the fan base in two weeks when mant? Man- Manatee Hill gets trotted out against Northwestern. I mean, when that fan base has been drinking in Wrigleyville <laughs> and they're sauced up and they go into Wrigley and they stink up the place, that's going to be bad. The only way we won't be able to throw stuff on the field is because the seats are too far away from the field there. So we're yeah. not going to be able to get stuff onto the field. So right. that's going to be a
4: problem. We don't want to so. hit the players because, you know, they're the – they're a real deal.
3: Yeah. Um, Scott says do some wide receiver screens. I mean, I think that'd be great. Anything we can do to shake it up, try to get them out there and try to do something. Um, you know, at this point we're, we're willing to do whatever we can, but that, that brings us to the end of this podcast boys. It was, a uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot more fun than watching this inept offense in action. But, Absolutely. uh, what, um, Kyle, do you have any updates for all of your loyal fans that are hoping to see you at Wrigley in two weeks that sit and watch this podcast and think someday they might get to meet their favorite kicker, their idol, a guy that they saw on TV for years. And now that they've been reunited with through their favorite podcast, and they're just hoping every day that they get to see him in person at some point so they can get his autograph. What do you have to say to these
0: people? I'd say there's a high probability that I will be tailgating at the game. Oh, you heard it. Mm, Some teasers.
3: You heard it, guys. That's exciting (laughs)
4: stuff. That is exciting. not ordering Michelob Ultra. I guarantee that.
0: If you see Kyle drinking
3: a Michelob Ultra in Wrigleyville, you have my permission to walk up and slap it out of his hands.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the only way that I would be drinking that is if, uh, you know, I had to choose between sobriety and, and drinking like a ultra. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> if that's the only thing you got, I mean, come on, you know, like, let's do it. That's fair
3: guys. We wanted to thank you so much. Uh, you were fantastic. We appreciate all the interaction. You guys make this podcast fun. So thank you for all the time that you put in. Thank you to candles mm-hmm. by candy for sponsoring again. Um, her latest, uh, her latest candle disappointment, um, is available reach out we've shipped some out to some people that have ordered them and it's looking like the back of the shirt's gonna say candles by candy somehow so i don't know we're inspired and the people love those candles they fill your home with joy and it really bring you into the season you know some good stuff so thank you for your sponsorship candy and for all your support guys thank you for your support if you see us with kyle down in chicago come up and say hi, let's have a drink, let's take a picture and let's let, let's get some of these NHN these Nebraska Hawkses t-shirts into Lincoln, some of the hoodies, some of the hats and let's piss off some of these guys down in Lincoln and and represent the Nebraska Hawkses down there cuz we know they freaking hate it and that makes me <laughs> really really happy. Do you guys have um anything you want to throw in here at all to say goodbye?
0: Go Hawks. Yeah. All right guys. Sit man.
3: All right, guys, go Hawks. We'll see you next week.